0: What's going on family? Happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's me and GB Gerard Bonner and I hope you guys are doing swimmingly well. Uh, yeah, we're on the tail end of the week and a lot has happened, but certainly the month of December seems to be moving rapidly far more rapidly than the rest of the year be that as it may i hope you guys are doing well and you're prepared for a great weekend certainly last night was an amazing night in the world of pro wrestling and i want to dig right into it as always thank you guys so much for your continued support of the faction whether you are joining us on social media at the faction show on instagram facebook and twitter or you are joining us by way of podcast, by subscription. Thank you so very much. It means the world to me. Okay, so normally... We would skip Thursday to give you time to catch up on all things Wednesday Night War and then come to you Friday with uh, recaps of NXT and AEW. But I wanted to do something a little bit different. I want to spend these next few moments talking exclusively about AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming, They were saying this is going to be the biggest dynamite in the history of the company. Now granted, when you hear things like that, sometimes pro wrestling admittedly can overhype certain things to sell you on it. WCW used to be the king of that and certainly WWE has followed suit. You sometimes forget that the history of AEW isn't all that long, right? We're not talking about a 45-year history, a 60-year history, a 100-year history. We're talking about something that's barely two years old. But boy, what they have done in this two-year period makes it feel like it's much longer. But I'll say this. We have not had a world title match as massive as what we had with Jon Moxley and Kevin. Omega. so i want to talk about winter is coming what aew managed to do last night now warning there will be spoilers here so if you have yet to watch it you may want to press pause finish watching and then come back and listen to this if not strap on your seatbelts we're going in to aew dynamite Winter is coming And I would dare say winter is here I won't throw a label of prophetic on things But I will say that sometimes when you say things You kind of have to expect them to happen And so when you say things like winter is coming The irony that in Jacksonville, Florida It was 40 degrees last night Is not lost on me Now, I want to start by saying this You know, sometimes we forget That the amphitheater at Daly's Place is Is an outdoor arena. And so while that is great to help ensure that, you know, the spread of COVID 19 is somewhat reduced since things are outside, you can socially distance, et cetera, et cetera, there's also the assumption that in Jacksonville, Florida, you know, much like they say in Southern California, it never rains there, that it's always this beautiful, balmy 75 degrees there in Jacksonville, Florida. It was 40 degrees. Now, I will say this. I don't know if you're putting people in harm's way or not, but, you know, for wrestlers to wrestle outside in either extreme heat or extreme cold can be dangerous for them, to be perfectly honest with you. It was 40 degrees, a real 40 degrees, such that all of the wrestlers around the ring were dressed in big coats and warm gear and gloves and scarves and you know the announcers were as well but the wrestlers in the ring were still wrestling as if it were 75 degrees so my first hope and certainly not to be a Debbie Downer is that they're all well right it's very easy to catch a cold when you are outside unclothed in very cold weather so there's that notwithstanding These guys put on an amazing show. Of course, it started off with the Diamond Battle Royal, which would leave us down to two people, the two people, being MJF and Orange Cassidy. It seems very clear that a breakup could be imminent with uh, this group from Chris Jericho known as the Inner Circle, or maybe there's some push to get MJF out of there because it has not been good since MJF has been in there. So this is going to be interesting to watch how this goes down. If MJF loses next week and does not retain the diamond ring, I'm sure there will be hell to pay and he will not be Happy with the inner circle So it should be interesting and as we know the inner circle Has an ultimatum ahead of them After their big brouhaha last night Will they stay together Will they split up It'll make for a very interesting episode Of AEW Dynamite Next week. Now, I don't necessarily have to go through the entire card because at the end of the day, there are certain things that we're going to remember. I will say this. I'll comment on the women's match very briefly, and I'll say that Layla Hirsch uh, has star potential. She has a very unique look. She has a very unique skill set. And I think it's necessary in an AEW where AEW needs more experience in its women's division. Let me also say this. I believe that there was a reason that they were high on Britt Baker but Britt Baker has not been delivering as she needed to I will say last night was a better match for her given her repertoire but I don't think on a massive card like that when you're looking to showcase the best set you have that that should have been the women's representation not that it needed to be a women's title match it definitely didn't but I think there were some better competitors that could have been in the ring for that but I will say that it was a good showing a very good showing for both Layla Hirsch and for Britt Baker Britt Baker continues to improve in the ring Layla Hirsch I think is a star and I think we're gonna be seeing more of her in AEW Now then, that takes us to this tag match, the tag match between Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, aka Team Taz, and Darby Allin and Cody Rhodes. Now, here's the truth of it. The truth of it is, pro wrestling is not always about wins and losses, though they are important, and I believe them to be important. Sometimes they are about the moments that are created. And so, of course, we remember uh, this match uh, was a really, really uh, back and forth match. It did result in a big win for uh, Darby Allin and Cody Rhodes. But then there was the significant beatdown after the match, um, which nobody could seem to come and save the day. And then the lights go off. And ladies and gentlemen, Sting is in AEW. Okay, so. First of all, it's very hard to surprise the pro wrestling industry. There had been some rumors and talk about the potential of Sting going to AEW. And this became evident when WWE Shop pulled all of Sting's merchandise. Now, it could have meant a lot of things, right? I think a lot of people were holding out to see Sting show up in WWE again with the final farewell of The Undertaker. Most of us, myself included, thought that Sting would be the one appearing to stop this or to say, hey, there's still one match you haven't had, there's still one hill you haven't conquered, there's still one soul you haven't buried, and it would be Sting. And that would lead us to a WrestleMania 37 situation. There's been all kinds of talk that Sting had been training to get back in the ring, which is why we thought that. Um, But I will say this, for whatever reason, On one end, if you remember, for Sting's career, he always feared going to WWE because he felt like WWE would not handle them well. We'll never know what would have happened if Sting had defected to WWE during the Monday Night War. We'll never know what would have happened if Sting had left uh, and gone over to WWE and skipped TNA. We'll never know. I mean, Sting obviously had amazing, amazing cachet, still had great talent, his body. I mean, it's 20 years younger, right? So your body can just do different things 20 years ago than when you add 20 years and you're almost 60 years old. Be that as it may, the name Sting, the presence of Sting absolutely shifts any room. And Sting showed up, and I have to say, it was reminiscent of when Sting showed up at Survivor Series in 2014. It was a moment. It was something you'll never forget. I don't want to be overly critical. I will say this, though. I think Tony Schiavone made that moment with his excitement. I think Jim Ross was underwhelming, unfortunately. Uh, Jim Ross didn't really like wake up to the fact that Sting was there until after the break. Which I think was a moment that was kind of messed up. Um, I definitely think Tony handled it really well. Um, And I know as a fan, it almost didn't matter... Whether or not Jim Ross was underwhelmed or was aware or whatever, because it was a shocker. Let's face it, Sting in AEW felt like Sting coming home to WCW. It felt like Sting belongs there. What will Sting be able to do? Will he be able to really wrestle? Are there matches for Sting to have? I don't know. But Sting and then the news coming out that Sting is signed to a multi-year deal, that's big there's some expectation that they have of sting does that mean sting is in the ring does it mean sting is outside of the ring i'll say this i don't know that we have interest as i don't know that we have interest in sting as a manager i think we want to see sting in the ring one more time i think our final image of sting in the ring with that match against seth rollins that did not end well um That's not the image that I think we want to remember Sting with, and I don't think that's what Sting wants as his lasting image and impression in the world of pro wrestling. I mean, my gosh, the possibilities are endless in AEW, but are they matches that we want to see? I don't know i'd love to hear from you guys would you like to see sting in the ring one more time and who on the aew roster would you like for him to face uh i don't know but good lord sting going face to face with Aaron anderson cody rhodes uh my lord it was just a moment that was well delivered well executed and it proves that AEW is not a flash in the pan. I mean, for Sting to leave WWE, and really for those who have left WWE, there have been a number. Sting, Matt Hardy, FTR, John Moxley. You know, to don the shores of AEW uh, and to watch what AEW has done. It's major. It's major. It's major. And so I'll say this. I don't know how you top Sting showing up aew it's what the world is talking about but i think they found a way if not to top it then to equal it of course the big title match john moxley kenny omega you have the situation don Callis from impact wrestling again there to call the match which i just love the fact that aew is doing work with other organizations it's incredible Anyway, it was a great, great match, very controversial moment at the end where it definitely felt like something was wrong with uh, Kenny Omega's eye. It was look, it, And certainly when you looked at the end of the match, his eye was not in a good space uh, as it seemingly had hit the heater, the warmers that they had out there, uh, which, gosh, that just cannot be good. Be that as it may, there seemed to be concern for his situation, but he somehow finished the match, and it made you feel like, did we see our first AEW screw job? And I don't even know if we can call it an AEW screwjob, as it may be as big of a pro wrestling screwjob as there is. It seemed as though Kenny Omega and Don Callis we're kind of in on this. And then the news that ends the show, they run out of the arena. And Don Kyles says, we're going to tell you what happens next Tuesday night. And he's being reminded, uh, AEW Dynamite's on a Wednesday. What are you talking about? Well, the answer's simple. Apparently, Kenny Omega and the AEW World Championship is going to show up on Impact Wrestling next week on Access TV. Now, for some of you, this may not mean anything, but you got to understand something here. Yes, it's 2020. Yes, the lines have been blurred in pro wrestling, but certain lines have yet to be blurred. We have yet to see major companies work together wwe even though it has been forced to work with uh, companies that were in the uk to get some of its talent for nxt uk we haven't seen them forge a working in-ring storyline relationship with any other company Um, evolve may have been the closest one but evolve served as a bit of a developmental place for wwe and ultimately was bought by wwe We've seen WWE use footage with permission from Impact and from Ring of Honor, but Man, man, man I'm going to say this I think Vince missed out On a great opportunity Vince could have Absolutely had WWE Work with these other products And be able to enhance All of pro wrestling Instead, Tony Khan Who happens to be Not just a great businessman But a huge pro wrestling fan Saw an opportunity A major opportunity An opportunity to work With the NWA An opportunity to work With Impact Wrestling You know All this time during that first year, there was concern, would AEW work with anybody, given how Ring of Honor felt slighted, how some folks at New Japan felt slighted? Well, I'll tell you what, Tony Khan is doing what he does, and he's doing it well. I think before it's all said and done, we're really going to be praising the moxie and the determination of a Tony Khan, because this is amazing stuff. So, AEW's World Championship is going to be on Impact Wrestling. Everybody wins from this. Impact wins. AEW wins. Pro wrestling fans win. It's going to be amazing to see. With that said... With that said, go back and watch AEW Dynamite. It's worth another look. Tomorrow, I'll talk to you about what happened with NXT as they're getting ready for war games. But I want to end by mentioning this. The NWA, as I mentioned them, released their new product called NWA Shockwave this past Tuesday. Uh, We've not seen an NWA branded program specifically since NWA Power, uh, which we desperately miss. So what was NWA Shockwave going to be like? We were told that it would feature some sort of partnership with the United Wrestling Network with matches we've never seen, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's what we got. What we got was repurposed material from the UWN's primetime live debut edition, which happened a couple of months ago. All they did was literally lift the NWA matches and put it on this program it was like a bad compilation record and i don't want to ne- necessarily knock the nwa but this is no nwa power it's not original material and if anything it tells me that the buy rate for this uwn Primetime live is not good Because if it was, you wouldn't take repurposed material. You know what it's like? It's like, do you remember um, back in the day when they had primetime wrestling on USA and they would kind of take, obviously, prepackaged matches but then take some of the best from some of the things that happened in the week before? I mean, it just was like that. At least with that, we got some house matches that we hadn't seen before or some matches from house shows that we hadn't seen before. But this... It's not good and they did not even go up and freshen up the commentary so they were still referring to thunder rosa as the nwa women's champion when she's no longer the women's champion um you know they they gave us the title match between nick aldis and mike bennett the problem is most of us who followed this remembered the lead up to it several months ago so this says to me that the nwa is not doing well Not to mention you get to see NWA Shockwave a day early if you are part of NWA's Patreon. That also says to me, they're not doing well as a company. So what should they do? The pandemic may have hit them the hardest of any wrestling organization because they've not been able to bounce back with their own branded content. We've seen more NWA content on this UWN and on AEW than we have in their own circle. So think NWA could take and should take advantage of this partnership with AEW. Maybe they should roll under AEW and become a brand of AEW and somehow be able to take advantage of, you know, AEW's TV platform or YouTube platform so that they can give us some original material. But repurposed material from Primetime Live, eh... On one hand, I guess it works because it seems clear that most folks have not watched this primetime live pay-per-view situation. It's bad because they banked a lot on it and it didn't work. I don't know. Maybe you feel a little bit differently. So tell me what you think about NWA Shockwave and what you thought about AEW's Winter is Coming Dynamite episode last night. Indeed, it was dynamite. Holy cow. All right, I want to get your thoughts on all of that right now. Share it with us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. All right, we're going to get out of here. Hope you have an amazing day. If you've missed any of this great wrestling information and news, stay connected to us on social media at The Faction Show. Go back and watch these shows as well. You'll absolutely enjoy that. We'll come back tomorrow talk a little bit about MLW, NXT, and get you ready for war games as well. Until next time, it's me and GB, Gerard Bonner. Represent from a good brother's Courtney Beard Brandon Clack and the fourth horseman John Murray Collectively we are The Faction Have a great day